Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. Today I am your host, Alex Jones, and I am joined by the absolute legends that are Jamie and Chris. Hello, fellas. How the hell are you? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm very, very good. Chris, you are repping Twitch there. Uh, hot panic. You like to stream under that, don't you? Mate, you I haven't streamed in like, fucking, what has it been, like three, four months now. Uh, I do still rep in the platform. I, I do miss it though. No, it's just it's a nice hoodie, man. It's like I I reckon if anyone like doesn't mind the Twitch logo, it's a good hoodie. It's nice and warm. And uh, at uh, Amazon Prime Days or a Black Friday sales, they get quite a good deal on a really nice, comfy, soft hoodie. So highly recommended. I like the idea that they get popular just as hoodies. People wear them, and someone's like, "Oh, what's Twitch?" And it's like, oh, "I've got no idea." <laughs> yeah, I just like the hoodie. It's possible that sometimes, like maybe if I buy some Kojima Productions branded merch and walk around town long enough, that like one individual passing by would go, "I wonder if he works there." I was like, "No, <laughs> I don't. I just pay for overpriced merch on the internet." Yeah, that would be a pretty sick. The logo is pretty sick for Kojima Productions. I think. Yeah, is it though? Like Kojima I, Productions I, socks. Yeah, courtesy yeah. of Chris, weirdly enough. Yeah, I, I I think the the Kojima logo is decent enough, but like only if you know Kojima and like I I, I like how interesting is that logo to someone? It's a bit who's weird. Like, otherwise, what is that? You know what I mean? No, but as a, as a as like a brand as a a logo on a hoodie, I think it's one that you'd like. It would look interesting. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't, ha- you wouldn't sure, have to yeah. necessarily and know what it know what it is. It's that cool thing of if someone knows what it is, that means they really know what it is. It's like being that level of celebrity where you're not like a household name. No one's just going to recognize you for the sake of recognizing you. But then they're like, oh, you're that, like, it's like if you were really famous because you did a porn scene where, like, you took five black cocks up your ass and then you get Mm. recognized on the street. You immediately know, like, this person admires and appreciates my work and has seen my work. They don't just, like, see me in Hello Magazine and remember my face. This has gone weird. This has gone weird, but we are not a porn uh, podcast. We are, in fact, a gaming podcast. We are the Super Show Pod. In case you didn't know, we are on uh, YouTube, Twitter, at Super Show Pod, but we are also available across podcasting platforms. I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all those other uh, wonderful, wonderful platforms that I can never remember the names of. Um, you, can, you can check us out there in audio form or, indeed, in video on YouTube. You can see our little smiling faces as... Um, some of our audience can right now. Um, but if you would like to also check us out in sort of the illusion of live radio, then you can go over to paisleyradio.com Thursdays at 10 p.m. repeated at 10 p.m. where, um, yeah, it gets played out pseudo live. So you can be, I, I always like to imagine there's a guy, he's greasy, he's in jeans with like a, you know. A, a but we've got to get away from this kind of, this thing. He's he's got he's doing something with a with a engine part. I don't know. This is like this is like the fifth time we've we've, we've said this. Like set this scene. I think we've got to go for something. This else. is my, this is the scene. This is the scene I like to imagine. And he's there, and he's, he's and we're entertaining him while he's fixing his his Ford Mustang from nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, that's where my head's at. Anyway, mm. um, but we are a gaming <laughs> podcast, and um, if you didn't know that already, we're talking about Twitch, we're talking about Kojima, because the first story that we're going to get Ooh. into today is in fact um i'm gonna say it's it's a it's kind of like the bookend to a story that we've been talking about for a long time um i think it's time to put a fork in it because kojima has finally finally addressed um some of the abandoned um the rumors around blue box games um, oh. and he's also had a little bit of a leak this week so you know he's he's, he's <laughs> 
probably not in the best of spirits, but he's just being honest. He's had a bit of a leak. (laughs) This just sounds so wrong. He's been a bit leaky. He's a bit of a leaky shit. Um, (laughs) Pissed himself during a Jeff Keighley chat. Weird. Yeah. Yes. No, Jeff Keighley and his scary boots are enough to make anyone piss themselves. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jeff Keighley was talking to Kojima and, and he finally addressed some of the speculation that uh, he was involved in Abandoned, um, the game, the, the 8K game that was um, uh, coming to you at some point in the future, which apparently is still not because they haven't even put that weird demo thing live. Supposed to put live a year ago. Um, yeah, and he addressed some of the rumors finally and saying that he in fact still receives up to 20 uh, con- tweets or DMs a day in relation to Abandon, which is kind of shocking. Hey, I, this, this is the thing, right? Like, you, you lean into all the fucking psychopaths on the internet, like, that's what you get. Like, did you really think that it was going to be anything like that? Whether intentional or not? Yeah, and I guess so. there's, there's a part of me that still bums, like, is bummed out by it, though, because I don't mind the kind of the... You guys will know the meme better than me because I don't watch It's Always Sunny. But when Charlie Day's going crazy oh, yeah. in the court board and he's putting the rope and the dot, connecting all the Pe- dots. Pe- Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia, sure. I don't mind that stuff. And if people want to create a subreddit and do all their Pepe Sylvia shit, go crazy. Dig deep, you know, fucking decode audio samples and find whatever you need to find. But the idea that, like, there were some people, as many as 20 or 30 people a day, that were like, do you know what? I really need to send this to Mr. Kojima. <laughs> That's the part that like kind of ruins it for me because like, don't even if it's all innocent stuff or like fan e adjacent stuff. I shouldn't use the word fan e. That just sounds like <laughs> fanny, which in English is a minge. Um, wow. <laughs> but just it's kind of ruins it for me because like over the course of days and hey, this thing's rolled on for like over a year now. Oh, that God, probably yeah. means Kojima's received hundreds of these messages. And in the actual quote, he refers to being sent collages and deep fake images. So I don't <laughs> even know how fucked up some of this shit gets. Hey, at least he's not getting Kojima dick pics, So, you know. Do you know what? Maybe he'd rather that. Maybe Kojima-san is gay. He's very private. He's not gay. He's got a wife, I think. No, I think he does, yeah. He's, he's um, a dude. He's Kojima dude. Here's a dude. I think he's married, yeah. But um, he, he actually went on to sort of address the fact as well that one of the reasons people thought that uh, he was part of you know, this whole abandoned thing was because Kojima has done this kind of thing before. Um, but he actually pointed out to Jeff Keighley and he said, you know, when they did the Moby Dick thing uh, around the Phantom Pain, that Jeff Keighley was in on the whole thing and it was pretty fun. It was kind of like an insider industry, you know, playing with the audience kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I, rem- I remember that. I'm that old that I remember mm. that fucking interview. And he actually said, why would I do the same thing twice? Which yep. is which is so true when you think about it. Like uh, that's just... mm, it's not true. At no, all. He's, 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 done, a, he's a guy he, that likes to push. He's, done, he's literally he done do it twice, stuff. if not more. So it's not true. Uh, never, never quite to the same degree of like oh, I'm going to create a fake developer whose name is either an anagram or a translation <clears throat> of mine. Okay, not a fake developer, but a fake, fake studio. Or... Fake studio. He's done it before. Other uh, that doesn't. What was mm. PT? PT was PT like, was complicated. Oh, I don't feel like PT was making. Now you're just making excuses, okay? Because I've Bro, pulled you out you, on your bluff, you, and now you're. No, you, you can't. No, pre- PT, you can't PT's pretend. not the same thing. Yeah, you can't pretend that anything in PT like was equivalent to Wacky Mimogren coming out and doing his <laughs> bandage-faced interviews. Like just using a weird name as a bit of misdirection is one thing, but like Moby Dick was creating a fake studio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but was I, PT I, 
Sorry. PT, the whole PT thing felt more like one, um, when a writer uh, takes on a, a ghost, no, a synonym, because they want to write, they want to do something different. Oh, yeah, like, you, like saying Moby, Moby to Games. No, because that, like Jamie said, that was, that was like a, a joke where they created a whole fake thing. As the, the, the funny, the it's, funny the, it's the opposite. It's, the, actually, it's the opposite. The funny thing is it wasn't a joke, though. I, like, I don't know if you guys remember, but the reason that he did that particular thing uh, with that interview was to show off the Fox engine. Right. It was like, oh, look, right. how, look, okay. look how photorealistic this Fox engine can look. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that was the main, main thrust of it. Yeah. But um, anyway. So Brian <laughs> Keighley, uh, Jeff Keighley, sorry, was talking to, um, I nearly called him Brian Keighley. Jeff Keighley was talking <laughs> to Kojima um, on his podcast, Brain Structure, which is why they were actually having the chat. But they sort of covered a few different, um, they covered a few topics. Um, and he actually, but he, uh, after this interview, apparently, um, and the fact that Kojima cleared up what was going on, Blue Box actually then tweeted out, you know, always oh, to get God, in there. Here we go. Yeah. The conversation. <laughs> Classic um, Sam. Actually, <laughs> they, they came out and tweeted and they said, we want to thank Kojima for addressing the conspiracies openly. It has been a burden and not cool for both fans and developers. We hope everyone can close this for good. Uh, uh, again, uh, yeah, again, sorry, on, on both ways and much more on fucking Blue Box's side. Like, you fucking asked for it. You literally well, begged for it. No, they, they, they did. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I, well, I wasn't gonna, sorry, I wasn't going to question that. I wasn't going to question that. <laughs> okay. I was going to question the bit where you said in both ways. Because this is going back to your, the stuff where, I can't remember whether, if it's one of you or both of you, has a theory that Kojima was leaning into the blue box stuff as well. Yeah, the, I, I, that was definitely. Chris, Chris I, yeah. said the whole time that it was. Yeah, I, don't I, think think malici- I, I don't think maliciously. Like, obviously, he, he's kind of like, oh, this is a, a thing. I can have fun with it. And that's what he did. Like, I don't, clear, yeah, I, I you know, don't so. and especially in hindsight, you can understand that. But I, you know, for, fucking hell, from Blue Box Games' point of view, fucking hell. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they they went hard in rinsing whether it was Konami, Kojima, Silent Hill, and everything in between, rinsing all of it for every drop of attention and clout <laughs> they could possibly get. Um, and it blew up in their face, and now they, you know, carry away, continuing to not make a video game. And I don't blame them. <laughs> God. Can, can, I ask yeah, you, can, I, can I ask you fellas a question, though? Okay. Of course. Because this all came out on Kojima's podcast. <laughs> I, I can structure. answer you already. I can, I can answer you already. It's not Kojima. Yeah, it's not Kojima. No, I, I, I see that now. I see that now. Um, or is it? No, I was going to ask you, have, have any of you actually listened to any of this fucking brain structure? Because I'll be honest, I was hyped when they were like, oh, yeah, you know, like Kojima's starting a podcast. And then I listened to the trailer of that podcast that they released in fucking 50 different languages. And I think, Jamie, I, th- I think you and I had a discussion after like listening to that trailer before it launched. We're like, yeah, that sounds fucking weird. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not listening yeah. to any of that shit. The trailer no, put me I've off. Never. Like oh, it, Just the man. way they handled the translation and the people they chose to provide the voices for certain functions of the podcast, including Kojima himself. I was like, this doesn't feel listenable, at least as it was presented in that trailer. Admittedly, I haven't gone back since they've started putting out episodes. And if no, this either. one with Keeley has Jeff, you know, speaking for himself, then maybe that means it's only half as bad as it was. Uh, back <laughs> well, yeah, then, because cause they, cause they... Brave brave for us to slam another podcast and say about hey. how professional it sounds. Hey, you know what we don't have, Jonesy? 
is you speaking in Japanese, but then us still having your Japanese audio, but then layering an English audio over your Japanese audio. Because of course you have to, because you have to be like, this is Kojima speaking. You've got to know that Kojima speaking. But Kojima doesn't fucking speak in any fucking English. He speaks Japanese. And yet you still need to hear it in a fucking language yeah. of your choice. So therefore you've got this bilingual, binaural fucking bullshit going on and trying to understand all of his fucking brain structured talk. It's madness. Plus, Jonesy, our podcast sounds like what it sounds like, but I'd like to think that if our podcast was bankrolled by Spotify, <laughs> it would sound just a little bit different. Yeah, that's true. I, do you know what? I would, I would love to listen to a whole episode uh, purely where Kojima is explaining his um, uh, influences and the story of Metal Gear in its entirety and just listen to the person who's translating try and like get that out without just like losing going what the fuck am i talking about yeah you can read his book the same words by the end that's 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 large portions of that book he put out was was like here's all the things i love and why i love them and some the more of that you read you're like oh it makes sense that this man has made the things he's made (laughs) bless him yeah, uh, but we um, Kojima also uh, discussed a couple of other things on the podcast. Obviously, he wasn't just talking about abandoned and blue box games because that would be kind of weird. He also uh, discussed the fact um, that he has been offered a ridiculously high uh, sums of money in the past to actually sell Kojima Productions, which isn't that surprising. Um, but he said that he has turned down all the offers that he's had because he wants to remain independent and make what he wants. Um, if I'm going to be honest, if I was in Kojima's shoes, I wouldn't do that. You'd sell. <laughs> I'd take the money. I'd take the money. Yeah. But then again, well, like, I think I feel like this is the whole fucking weird thing, though, because like, yeah, at least at the start of it, it was like, oh, this is a fucking, it's bankrolled by Sony, and now it turns out like, no, it's, no, it's not bankrolled by Sony, but partially, but not really. Like it's it's so fucking the, confusing. The deals have been done. Yeah, I, yeah, the I deals have been yeah. done. But the the ink has dried, and now it's been like filed away like sure yeah but and i i wonder I, if the, like, the lines are blurred between the studio <clears> getting <throat> up and running and death stranding getting up and running and if like sony yeah. were funding one they were effectively <clears throat> funding the other almost maybe i don't know yeah 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 um it's i i don't know so i always think like i understand why people like want to s- stick to their sort of you know their creative vision and all that and say i want to make what we want to make but I think, you know, we talked about it last week with these, it's Sefton Hill and Jamie Walker left Rocksteady. We sort of said, yeah, um, you know, well, that's surprising they're doing that. But actually, I think, well, someone on our Discord joined for as little as $2 on our Patreon, um, okay. made the point that actually the reason they might have left is because they, um, they want, didn't want to just keep making DC games. They wanted to actually do something different, you know, but they couldn't because they weren't deciding yeah. what games they were I making. I think that was the studio. Um, class, classy Kit Kit Kat. You said that, right? I think it, it was indeed, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then that, to me, that kind of makes sense. But then if, if I'm someone like Kojima, then I'm kind of like, well, hold on. If I do take the money, if I sell out to someone else and I, I make, spend a few years making some games for them, make a shit ton of money, you can then just move on, create a new studio and you've just, they've just bankrolled you for like even further into the future. No, but sure, surely, it, surely the, the offer would be to keep him, but just own the studio, right? That's what I'd imagine. But you've got, there's going to be a, there's going to be a time limit on it, isn't there? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, like a. Yeah, he like can't a, just leave. Like, he an, can't. We just sell the studio and immediately quit. Yeah, it's like you're not going to buy a studio called Kojima Productions and be like, "Yeah, see you, Kojima. Get the fuck out." There's got to be a time limit on it. Pack of things, you know. Three, five years. I can think of one billionaire entrepreneur who might do something as dumb as that. <laughs> I feel a little bit sorry for him. 
Kojima, Kojima, Elon, Elon. There's something to be said. Like he's, I do. Something to be said for like being very, very smart. Yeah. The problem with very, very smart people is they think they're very, very smart in all areas, and then you then suddenly it takes something pretty big to make them realize they're not. And suddenly Mm. he's like, "I didn't think any of this would happen," and you're like, "Well, yeah, you you said it, so you got to live with it." Again, again, going back to the blue boxing, like he fucking he asked for it. And you got it. Yeah. It, it, it's like, it, isn't it that, like that that uh, ancient Chinese proverb where it's like, may may all your your wishes be fulfilled or some shit like that in, in saying that like anything you ask for can be a double-edged sword. Right. The monkey oh, ball thing. Right. Again, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's just incredible to me that the simulation that we are living in has gone to this uh, branch of the, the simulation. It's just interesting. Yeah, yeah. Who, someone has let their kid come to work on, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and they're just letting them fuck with the simulation. Bring your kid to work day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, is this The Sims? Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. <laughs> just like fuck it out. So, someone's installed mods, and now everything's <laughs> yeah. yeah. breaking. The, the, the like the programmer mum is like away getting lunch, and she hasn't realised that the kid is just there going mental on the simulation. She's yeah, exactly. Come back and go. No, what have you done? Elon Musk bought Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Russia's invaded Ukraine. What the fuck? Well, Everyone's going and joining a service called Mastodon and they don't even know how it works. <laughs> what there's, a, there's a pandemic. Why have you done these things? I love it. If if yeah. we are driving in the street and all of a sudden we see Thomas the Tank Engine flying through the air <laughs> like a dragon, then we know we're in mod territory. That's like that's like proper Skyrim yeah. mod territory. You know, I, I'm all um, for it. I'm all for it. Hell yeah, sure. Oh, the last thing I was going to say about Kojima, by the way, to to kind of uh, throw throw us back into that territory is I feel like the other reason Kojima might be cautious around acquisition and being owned and having a parent company and so on and so forth is just because that's like the situation with him and Konami has to be one of, if not Ah. the most high profile divorce between a creative and a parent company, like maybe ever in the history of video games. And it resulted in... And arguably, um, and someone would say not even arguably, unfinished video game, and also him being stripped of the franchises that he may still have felt he had, you know, things left to say. And like, he probably wanted to do Metal Gear. He definitely wanted to do Silent Hills. You know, he had lots of things lined up and he probably still feels pretty sore about how that went down and doesn't want to give anyone else the keys, you know? Yeah. To to be fair, let me just say that part of it is my own fear is that I know that if I was in that situation, I'd love to have, uh, a shadowy backer that I could point to if anything went wrong. Guys, their fault. It's their fault. Yeah. To be fair, I do. Uh-huh. Um, talking about Kojima doing his own stuff, though. Um, one last thing to mention this story is that um, footage of Overdose is apparent. His uh, newest game, you know, we learned the title of a while ago, uh, has circulated online. It was circulating back in the summer, and it has resurfaced and apparently shows um, a character. Um, wandering around in the dark. Mm. So yeah, mm. be on that delivery Weird video. It's Postmates the video. Do you know what? Like I, jo- yeah. I couldn't find it. I tried to find it and I couldn't even find it. I, I, I I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm avoiding it to be honest. Like I, I don't know. Like what am I going to get from it? You know. Well, I, 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 I draw. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. Wait, what are you going to get from it? Is a fair question. Um, because the answer, having seen it, is is not much. I I personally don't even think it looks real. Um, it looks like a proof of concept video where 
it basically looks like they took the Margaret Qualley, Qualey model from Death Stranding, uh, reclothed her, and have her walking around what could easily be a prefab environment, like running from something or hiding from something that you never really see. And in, in the weird, it's in the corner, in picture in picture, there is li- a live action feed of a woman who looks like she's holding a phone. And I think the implication is that she's interacting with the game through the phone and like doing quick time events and almost doing like a super massive games until Dawny style thing. And I, right. but my, my theory is that overdose as a name and overdose as a project might still exist in some way. But I think this footage, I wouldn't be surprised if this was proof of concept or if this was yeah. shown to publishers or financiers as like, Hey, we want to make, like a cloud-based game that can be played on home consoles, but also this is how you could experience it through mobile and so on and so forth. Um, but I don't know. I just don't know. I also don't know if this is the thing that like Al Fanning is in. I don't know if this is yeah, further ahead yeah. or behind Death Stranding. No one. I, I just don't have a clue. No, I'm, I'm sure. We'll, hey. Yeah, I will put money on the table. A little bit of money, a small amount of money. Uh, fellas, uh, to say that we will see or hear something about whether it's overdose or whatever the fucking thing is that he's been teasing, we'll we'll see it at, at uh, Game Awards. I like that bet. As in, I like it enough that I'm not going to take you on it because I think you're right. So you agree with me? Yeah, 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 exactly. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I think that's an easy easy bet for me to make because money in it, the bank. Yeah, it would make sense. <laughs> It yeah, make, I mean, c- considering the last time he threw Keely a bone, it was that podcast. I feel like now, next time, it has to be a game or bust. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny that you mentioned about, uh, you know, you don't want to watch the footage and like, you know, because I, I think it is funny that, just think about when GTA 6, like the, the, the really early sort of footage about that came out and everyone started going like, oh, this doesn't look very good. And it's like, people shouldn't be allowed to see that stuff sometimes yeah it's like obviously it doesn't look good but no like i think even like it can be any level of production like you have no idea what you're actually seeing and to try and say well i don't like the look of this game it's like come on but also let me give you this hypothetical let's say we saw death stranding gameplay before we got caught up in the hype of all those cinematic trailers Mm. yeah right i don't think how complete would the gameplay we saw be well, I mean, let's say not 100% complete, but I don't know. Like, let's say, right. I don't know. Let's, let's say, like, let's say between alpha and beta. I think that's fair to say. I don't, I don't know. I feel, that's a weird one because I feel like if you saw some of that gameplay, I think you could have easily been like, holy shit, this looks amazing. Because you wouldn't know, like, the walking simulation stuff. There was quite a few very, very sort of pretty vistas and things with um, uh, what's his name's character, like, walking through the environment. If you didn't know that you were going, as you're trying to walk along like it might not mean if you, if you knew that if someone was like oh you have to push a button to walk to make move make your leg it's like quat whatever that game <laughs> it's like you had to push a button to move each leg then i imagine people yeah. would go oh my this looks awful did, no, you, did you play the, the death stranding point? josie <laughs> sorry did you play death stranding Yes. Why yeah, do you think it looked good you, you why, got halfway why through you, why, why were you pushing l2 and r2 intermittently to walk you just pushed no, the no, stick forward uh, no, was it when you balance? When you the balance, balance. Yeah, you, like, just hold, you could just hold L two and R two to balance as much. As yeah, you like. yeah. But no, but imagine early footage where it was L2, saying L two, L two, L two, L two. You know oh, what? I you know the early footage got halfway. Like, He's like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's like quap. <laughs> no, but when there's there's some of those parts of that game, it does feel a bit like 
you fall in one way and then you fall in the other way and it's going like push R2, push L2, push yes. R2, push yeah, L2. Yeah, that's and I can imagine if you took that as a section where you're going like a particularly rocky uh, little hill and people saw the R2-L2 thing and you, they knew that you had, it was like the people like, oh, you have to control the walking. I could imagine people would be like, oh, it's like fucking Quop. You've got to make him move his leg. I could, <clears> come <throat> on, man. You're telling me people wouldn't have said that on Twitter. Like, you know they would. Yeah. It would it depend. Would. It would depend. I, I, get, I guess the point I'm making here is that like... I think you're being too kind. The, the, the stuff that kind of in, intrigues people about Kojima's games, for the most part, I would imagine, is yes, sometimes the gameplay is like, is there like fully in the case of like, let's say... Um, the refined stuff in Metal Gear Solid Five, as an example, maybe less so in Death Stranding, depending on your your outlook and how much you kind of vibe with that game. But I think the thing that gets people with Kojima games is kind of like the story, the kind of like the zaniness, the um, the mystery of it. Especially when it came to those like initial trailers for Death Stranding, and everyone was like, "What the fuck is this?" And that kind of helped to build up the hype. That then eventually, when it's like you 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 give all that sugar and you drop the sour. It's like, yeah, it's you, you're walking in on like a desolate landscape and there's little pockets of action. You know, I, I think that softens the blow. And I think for something like this, this is the way I see it. This is why I say like, what am I going to get from this? And I'd be like, for me to be invested in a Kojima game, it's not, the gameplay isn't the first port of call that needs to grab me, if that makes sense. I know it doesn't yeah. sound flattering, but I, I hope you kind of get my sentiments at the very least. No, I, I get, yeah, I get what you mean. They, yeah. they, they, you can go to games with different things and you can get different things from yeah. them. It doesn't yeah. always have to be. Yeah, that's why I was perfectly happy game. watching the fucking 10-hour video of the cutscenes on, on YouTube. Right, yeah. And like, Kojima is a dude who's quite meticulous in the way he promotes games as well. Like, he cuts all his own trailers. He, yeah. uh, he probably puts a certain amount of thought or consideration into when things are released. So I can totally see not wanting to jump the gun and have like a preconceived idea or notion about something that could be very different down the line and much cooler yeah. down the line in theory. Yes. No, 100%. Um, I think it's one of, yeah, it's one of those because, well, you can also put yourself, put your, your, um, your perception can influence with them what you think about the thing in the future. And even if something isn't necessarily doesn't go a certain way or they change loads of stuff, your perception could make you have a worse time when you finally come to play it. Which yeah. is so weird, but it definitely happens. Like perception can massively alter how you experience something when it finally, uh, finally comes out. Um, yeah. But you know, one thing you can do to change your perception and experience of this podcast, guys. Mm, tell What's us, that? Alex Jones. You can join our Patreon um, done, by going done it already, to patreon.com forward slash super show. And rather than just have this as an audio or a video experience, you can log, you can join up for as little as $2 and you can join our Discord, and you can chat to us um, often in real time, especially if you uh, tag at one of us in the chat. We'll respond to you very quickly and say, what? So, yeah. <laughs> huh? yeah. What are you huh? talking it about? Um, Excuse me I while I scroll back like 50 messages to see what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Uh, yes, there's also some extra content in there. There's some old content from the ATG days. You've got a couple of... Um, uh, Patreon exclusive little podcast. You've got the uh, first and only currently episode of Known Murderer, um, and lots of other good things on there as well. The and first and only to, um, first and only gameplay of um, the quarry. Hopefully that'll change. Ah, well, but... we need to we need to get together and actually do. That's one thing we do find difficult. Um, I'm sure everyone knows these days is actually getting together in the physical real world 
<sighs> simulation keeps stopping us. Um, but forget that for now, because on screen you can see some names, and these are people that have already pledged to our Patreon. They are patrons, um, and I would like to read out some of their names as well. They are Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Bill Caesar, Brimstone, Cole K, Crow's Perch, Ice Nook Rock Salt, Jesper Camden Nielsen, Leo Merger, Mindful Pig, Mr. Anthropic, Pastors Guild, and the big dogs, the members of the board. They are Brett Z, aka Shellshock, Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Book Reed, Manuel Guerrero, and He's Wad. So thank you so much, um, everyone, for supporting our Patreon uh, and going over to patreon.com forward slash super show. Yes, thank you, everyone. Lovely. Um, I've actually got a, a... I haven't even run it past you two yet. I was going to do it offline, but I can mm. do it on live on the podcast. I've, I've got a bit of an idea for the um, for the Discord this week, if it's okay with you both. Mm. Um, maybe not immediately, like maybe on the weekend. Uh, so I guess the weekend of like the 13th for anyone listening to this out of order, the 12th, 13th. How do you guys feel about a God of War Ragnarok channel? Um and like we might have to yeah. like moderate it quite carefully for spoilers and stuff like that. I just feel like that's going to be one of those games that I want to talk about quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. We we did of course Cyberpunk, right? So I think that's, and, that's um, fair. That's Elden fair Ring game. as well. Yeah, that's fair play. Yeah, no, totally makes sense. I, I might uh, sort of yeah. I, I think, put myself I think in Jonesy and I are going to be uh, a little bit a little bit desolate well, in terms of that. But I, I I was thinking to myself like I think even though it's going to be like a place for people who are like super keen, I think you're, you we have to enforce a like spoiler tags at all times yeah, yeah um ruling at least for the first like i don't know what the statute of limitations is on that but the other thing is you can't have someone accidentally drop into a channel called like ragnarok chat and the first message they see is like bulls out like you just got to be careful of that so happily yeah, heavily but, moderated but yeah still. no but I, I like that i think that's i think that's good i think it's nice cool no okay. uh, yeah agreed agreed okay. I'll, I'll be staying well clear of that until well I'm, yeah that's 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 the other option it's just I've don't got visit my teeth into it yeah exactly i'm gonna be mental and say that i think because my plan at the moment i haven't finished it yet but my plan is still to finish gotham knights before i jump into uh, rag how, how far do you reckon oh, you are because like last uh, last I week you know. said you were like halfway right i think i'm probably like three quarters i guess no maybe two thirds of the way through now I've got a bit more. See, Jonesy's saying this. I can't wait until Wednesday when I turn on my PlayStation. Jonesy's already playing Ragnarok. He can't help himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know, yeah. yeah. It's going to be scary. He is, he is the physical embodiment of the distracted boyfriend meme, right? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I know. I do it so many times. It's like, yeah, I can't help myself. Oh, I'm, su- hey, I'm, I'm surprised well, you're okay, not, maybe. Jonesy, I'm surprised you're not wearing a neck brace, the, how much you kind of fucking swing your neck at. <laughs> each new Wee. game uh, but I'll, I'll be there day true, one man. fellas I, I was actually thinking that like I don't know why I'm waiting to just pre-order it like it's a known quantity to me mm-hmm. I got I got I got the money in my PlayStation wallet waiting I was just, just buy it and just oh, it. So I was yeah. No yeah I was tempted to go down to game the morning of and see if because so I went uh, when um, Fallout 4 came out I did the midnight release for um, Fallout 4 went down to my local game and they had loads of the pit boys um, that were sold out online. Yeah. But they actually had them in store because a load of people hadn't paid for them. Because game, obviously, when they do a weird, not a weird thing, but they seems a little weird these days, where they don't actually charge you for the item until it's available. So if you say that you want the collector's edition um, and then day of, they try and charge you and then they're not available, then they sell that on. So yeah. there is a chance that you rock up. So would game. you would you do that? Would you buy the special edition? Like the fucking, the Thor's Hammer I was one? Ten- 
I was I was tempted and then I was kind of like, that's so dumb. I'm going to buy it. It's going to be like 270 quid or whatever it is. It's 280 yeah. quid. And I'm going to be like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do with this? now? So, well, exactly right. Like, And it's probably a shitty plastic hammer too. Mate, this is the thing. Like, I, it's all right. I, I, was, I was thinking about like Elden Ring special edition and like uh, Melania's helmet and all that shit. And I'm like, yeah, it, it's cool. And I fucking love that game, but. Oh, what am I going to do? I'm, I, I, I don't, I'm, I don't, where am I going to display it? I, for why would I display it? Like, it's just going to be sat in the if box I had a room, dust. Yes, if I had a room with like shelving in it and all sorts that I could put yeah, sure. stuff up and I could have like a mini little man cave, I would do that sort of stuff. But I don't. I he said, he says as he's talking from, he says as he's talking from his man cave. This is, yeah, no, this is, this is my office and this is the extent of what, the space I have um, purely for the podcast. But no, my, I know my wife after about a week would go, what's all this tap? I'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah. it's from God of War. Yeah. And she'd be I, like, can you throw it away, please? It's the, I know it's the, the only, uh, like, only story I've got, so I offer it up every time, but I still remember moving house and having to throw my seven-inch Aiden Pierce statuette <laughs> right in the bin because I was like, I just don't need this. I'm not taking this to the next place. Sorry, yeah. Aiden Pierce, and your iconic hat. <laughs> and you like look at the thing, and you and it's it's horrible because you can remember buying it, and you remember getting it, you remember being excited, and you look at it and think, even if you don't throw it away, do you know what you do? You just put it right back into a drawer, and it just never comes out yeah, again yeah. for like twenty years. Yeah. Oh, fellas, do you remember ATG? We got we got sent some cool things on All Time Gaming, and I remember one of the coolest things we got sent was like Scorpion's mask from Mortal Kombat Ten, uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven, and like that was that was really cool. But then again, it's just like it's a big hunk of plastic. And when we were leaving the office, we are like, okay, well, who's going to take Scorpion's mask? And everyone was like, nah, just leave it here, I guess. Yeah, it's tough. Because yeah. it's like, what, yeah. what, are you, what, what am I going to fucking do with it? I think cool stuff like that, it, it needs to either be small and well, like uh, valuable in its own right to make me want to buy it. Yeah. Or it has to have a secondary function. Yep. A perfect example. Uh, we got sent some stuff. I presume we got sent it. I don't remember buying it or I collected it somewhere um, from Doom Eternal or to promote Doom Eternal. It was a, a caca demon, uh, smaller than the, the size of the palm of your hand, but oh, it's a yeah. bottle opener. Um, yeah, that And it was, was like cool. the perfect thing. And I kept that on my desk for like for a whole year because it's like, I can open bottles now and it's also <laughs> just a caca demon. And it was magnetic. And we had those uh, IMAX screens that had weird magnetic strips and it was yeah. probably really fucking bad for the monitor to like put <laughs> yeah but, because you know, of it, who cares? Yeah, yeah fucking hell <laughs> but yeah like I, I agree with you like if there's another function or something like I don't know. I mean, even if there's another I love function, a, I love a mug I love a mug Mugs I know cool, it wouldn't yeah. fit it wouldn't fit like obviously every game but for example let's say that they had a Firewatch 2 came out imagine getting like a camping mug with like a yeah. you know Ranger something Ranger Tower whatever written on the side that would be a cool last bit of merch that I would use like all the time. Yeah. See, I, like, I'm, yeah. I'm it would a, never just be left in a cupboard. I'm just a sucker for, for good old fashioned like merch, like a t shirt or a hoodie. Um, that's, that'll do yeah, me. Yeah, that's always good. Well, like, on, honest, honestly, that'll do me. Yeah. What, like, uh, I, I, still, I still wear the fucking um, Dying Light Bad Blood <laughs> uh, t shirt right. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. you guys got me. <laughs> yeah. the, I think the only one of my fate. Sorry, Jim. Sorry, mate, God. 
No, I was say the only exception I'd made for like unnecessarily tacky high end bullshit that probably didn't work, but I really wanted to try is when one of the OG Modern Warfare's came with night vision goggles, oh, and I was yeah. like, Do you know what? Like, but like the proper like they looked, or they were at least trying to emulate the like Sam Fisher style like high yeah. end super chunky night vision. I was like, even if they work just a little bit, I want them. <laughs> That's cool, man. I one thing I, I can't remember what the game was. I know you guys remember. Um, it was the old-fashioned uh, like voicemail or tape recorder machine that had the tape in it that you could play, and it had like a message. Oh, that's what. what no, game you, you're confusing two things. We got sent for Borderlands Three. We got sent an old-school cassette player that played yes. the song that was in the lawn, the the teaser trailer that came out, I believe. But then we also uh, got so, sent. Yeah, it wasn't merch. Anymore. But we also got sent a like a faux VR headset. Uh, for the launch of Hitman 3, where we had Agent 47, the actual voice actor, say, hello, all-time game. Right. I can just kind of like deliver Things a message. Things like that us. are cool. That, yeah. that shit was fucking cool. Because but that, then that again, was, that was proper it. personalized to us, though, right? Like, that is like, technically, that's a one-of-one one made specifically yeah. for us. Like, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but I emailed that dude as, a, as like a kid, the voice of Agent 47, specifically when he... Uh, momentarily lost his role before absolution got made and i like sent him an email of support and years later like he was saying the name of our channel like that was rad yeah that is cool man. yeah like another oh, one oh i'm uh, me cry of nostalgia <laughs> for the old <laughs> no, not yeah well we, we've been talking about this one for too long but there is one thing that i'd be remiss to not say um when jamie and i went to the launch of mortal kombat 11 like it was a big fucking launch maybe the biggest launch that we got invited to is atg um, and it was at like this big club in Camden and went to go film stuff and et cetera. But, and when we went in, they kind of gave you this little coin, like a token. And it was literally just the Mortal Kombat 11 logo on it. And I remember saying to Jamie, I, I wonder if you remember this, Jamie, but I remember saying like, this is so weird because this means so much to me. Like, not that I'm the biggest Mortal Kombat fan. I, I used to be like back in the day with Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. But it was very much a case of like, I said to Jeremy, like, you know, growing up, like, this is all I would have wanted, like, for for myself to, like, grow up and, right. and be into. And I'm like, and now it's fucking, it's here. And we're doing it. And it's like, and, and I've, I've still got that coin. That's not going anywhere. That's that's like. Nice. I've got one of those coins. They're cool. Yeah, they're quality, man. So shit, shit like yeah, that means a lot more to yours me. Yours doesn't have any sentimental value. Stop trying to hog Chris's story. <laughs> yeah, my, my, I just got, I think you guys got me one while yeah, you were we there. Did. So yeah, we did. Was, right. I wasn't there. Yeah, we did. got me one of the, yeah. We nicked you one, which is a story in itself. But yeah, like that, that means a whole lot more to me than like a really cool, big, life-size bust of like sure, um, sure, sure. Uh, Scorpion's mask. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agreed. If you want to hear more stories like this, why not head over to our <laughs> Patreon and join our Discord? Um, <laughs> no, so let's move on. So, um, I think we're going to have a very quick catch up this week because I think I'm the only one who's got anything to mention and I'm going to be very quick because it's not very good. Um, do you know what it does fit with what we've just been talking about though because i have a lot of nostalgia for Mm. blockbuster video i absolutely (laughs) love the blockbuster and i know jamie has specifically as well because he used to work there um i don't know what one it was but he used to work at blockbuster video and when i found out there's a new tv series coming to netflix um about blockbuster and and actually the last blockbuster uh i was excited for it i've watched the first three episodes i think it's got 10 10 episodes in the first series uh it's not fun <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's yeah. it's like uh, shocker. 
I love that kind of, I don't know, what's the word? Like schlocky American humor as well, where it's just like, I like it. What, super, super show. Uh, super it's show? Type of like, super show? Sorry, sorry. Super, super store. store. Super store. Super store. There's, there's, there's a type of American comedy, which is, is trashy, but I can just watch because I just get into it and it's funny. And they're like, char- the characters, the stories, are, the characters have stories and I, I can just sit and watch them ad infinitum. And they're usually like, nine seasons of like multiple episodes <laughs> and they get ridiculous and you get to a point where you're like this is trash now but you know and i just kind of finished i'm i'm not on board of this blockbuster thing already it's wow. just it, i don't know i don't think it's funny i don't think it's particularly well written i don't think the 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 idea of the lark the last block blockbuster is not that good i was hoping it would be more like a, a 90s blockbuster store 22 percent like, on rotten tomatoes jonesy oh yeah five oh, out of go. ten on imdb yikes Shame I'm going to stick with it though. I'll I like I like that guy in it, Randall Park. I've just Randall Park, yeah. His name is yeah, yeah. Like I, he's I, one of those guys who now when I see his face, I'm like, oh, I like him. It's always I like, like him too, and I it's like, always like, oh, that guy. Yeah, oh, that guy. I like him, Kim Jong Un. I like him. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I like. No, he um, played. He played him. In the interview, I wasn't being racially. Oh, yeah, he's Kim okay. Jong Un in the interview. I wasn't being racially oh, he is, sensitive. Yeah. No, I, wow, Jesus I thought Christ. he was being for a minute. You thought I was yeah. just saw an Asian American actor and made a North Korean. You guys, yes, yes, that's that's what we think um, of you. Um, We've met you. Oh come on, that is not the level anymore. <laughs> Maybe a few years ago, but that is not the level anymore. I've learned, I've grown, I've passed lots of HR training sessions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, we're we're only joking. We didn't really think it of you. Um. Is it the the, the actress from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, <clears throat> Melissa Ferrer? Is it as well? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, but no, it's just near. Mm. Such That's I don't wow. know. Like it, there's there's a there's some minor humour to be had, but most of it is not. From what yeah. I've seen so far, it's not. Well, That's I mean, three three episodes in, you you'd know. You'd you'd have hoped for a laugh. <laughs> like, like you've watched, yeah, but you've, some you've watched can pull themselves straight. Yeah, but Josie, you've watched thirty percent of that show. Yeah, this is true. So, this is very true. It's annoying as well. It's it's off the back of the last sort of comedy thing I watched series wise was um, uh, the 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 uh, Rob McElhenney. Oh, oh, Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest. Yeah, I love Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest is such a good show. Yeah, like that is that is top tier. And yeah, unfortunately, Blockbuster is not. But anyway, let's move on because um, we don't talk about something rubbish. Well, yeah, Jamie, did you have anything to catch up on? No, on, honestly, guys, I'm just I'm grateful to even be sitting here opposite you now. Not in like a sort of life or death kind of sense, but just in a uh, physically sitting here kind of sense. Because, uh, yeah, uh, I I had a, had a I've had an eventful couple of days. Do you know what? It, genuinely, this is going to sound like a conspiracy theory because it is, and it's like a, weird to use the word conspiracy anyway because I'm talking mm. about God. But it felt like God was conspiring against me to do everything in his power to stop me playing God of War Ragnarok. He was like, "Oh, Jamie's lived such a normal, uneventful life for almost years now. This video game's coming out. Let's fuck everything up." So I got ill for the fir- for the second time in three years. Never had COVID, but now the second time since COVID started that I've been ill. So I was like, "God, if this had and, happened and, and one not COVID, week, not COVID, which is not COVID about. again." But yeah. it was just the, the, the even the the proximity. To think that if my the time of my illness had been bumped forward one week, that it would have overlapped with Ragnarok. Just the the mere thought <laughs> of that genuinely made me curse God's name. And then 
do you want to do you want to do you want to another look? <laughs> and then the next twist in the tale is mm. I wake up uh, yesterday morning, so Saturday morning, and I have that moment where I'm like, there's a bit of clarity that's returning. You get sometimes after a cold or a flu, and I'm like, this is maybe the best I've felt since. I don't know oh. when. Like it just, I, I'm feeling positive. I'm feeling great. Yeah. Check my phone. I've got an email. The email's from Amazon. Open the uh, email, and they've made a delivery. Great. I was expecting something. Uh, the only problem is that there's a picture attached, and the picture shows a parcel leaning politely against my front door in broad daylight, and my front door backs out onto a thing called the street, uh, the street <laughs> that people walk on. And so I'm sitting there thinking, every minute that passes. Uh, the chances of that parcel being there when I get to my front door go down <laughs> by like, I don't know, 2%, starting from 90. And so I'm not even dressed at this point. Throw on some clothes, open my door. I'm running down the stairs. I'm at the top of the stairs and I look down. And I'm like, oh, the, there's a parcel at the bottom of the stairs. And it's like, is that my parcel? Who brought it in? Why is it so big? It's bigger than I thought it was going to be. It shouldn't be that big. And clearly my brain when processing all these different thoughts and ideas and uh, impulses at once, forgot about taking steps, uh, seriously. And so I slip, and I fucking slam <laughs> down on my ass, the hardest oh I've ever landed. And, like, you boys know, because there's more that meets the eye than just that there was what this webcam will show you, that <laughs> there's a lot of me to slam, and I mean slam. Like, to the point where when I, like, when I, I was, like, I was in a state of shock. And so I kind of, like... I oh slid down God. the steps a few, a few times, like boom, 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 like you did when you were a kid. I got up and I kind of scurried to the kitchen and I couldn't quite sit. And I was like, I couldn't. I was in real. And I, like, I was genuinely, we were talking about Adriana Chechi before we started recording. I was genuinely yeah. in like, have I done damage to my back territory? Like oh I was like, gosh. like not good. How high, how high up the stairs were you when you fell? Like um, high up? Like a, in, of an average staircase, I was two or three steps in. Oh, I so still like, fit, still so you were near the top. I was near the top. No, again, I landed on my ass. I didn't like fall over and then land on my ass. Yeah, I went yeah, yeah. from standing to being on my ass. So right. it could have wow. been worse. I could have hit my head or something. But so I go and I spend a few minutes in the kitchen recovering because there's like adrenaline and there's kind of shock and there's pain and there's like figuring out do I need to go to A and E and and what the and then I'm like, do you know what? I think I'm okay. Um, I established quite quickly that my back was fine. I could uh, bend over and stand up fine. I could walk fine and that nothing fundamental felt wrong. So I was yeah. quite comfortable in calling it like, hey, I probably bruised my tailbone or something weird like that. And so I think, oh, okay, see, here's God just trying to fuck me one last time. <laughs> and I walk back around and I grab my pass. And I start walking back up the stairs and something catches my eye. And I go, what? what? Hang on, what? What? And I realize that there's a part of, I'd missed one uh, very unfortunate element of my slip, which is that some very hard part of my body, either my elbow or my knee, I don't know which, had gone into the wall as I slipped over, <laughs> and there is a massive hole in oh, the wall. fuck. <laughs> and so I have Was emailed it... my landlord, and I'm like, hey, I have put a massive fucking <laughs> hole in your wall by falling down the stairs. Sorry, oh, no. tell me what I need to do about this. And I don't know how much it costs to fix a wall, but that's why, that's why I'm not buying me old near this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. I'm so sorry to hear that. But hold oh. on, so, so you have to finish. Like, was it the parcel? Was that your parcel? It was my parcel, and okay. it's like and it's like bedding. That was the dumbest thing about it. It was like I needed, I wanted some more bedding, um, and I spent the most of the last thirty six hours, um, like in some amount of discomfort, only when I'm sitting down. 
Um, luckily, yeah. like sleeping. Like, you know what the weirdest thing was? I couldn't sit down in my chair for gaming last night. So I was like, I'm just going to go to bed. And then I needed a shit. And I was like, oh, no. Like, what's pulling So you shut your like? bed and you said, you know what? I got spare bed sheets. So it's fine. Exactly that. Thank you, Chris. Um, yeah. No, I was like, you know what? I'm a big boy. I can manage it. And I go in and I like slowly sit down. I'm like, this is completely fine. And I realized because I naturally lean slightly forward when I shit and because so much of the weight is or where you're the bottom of your thighs are in contact with the seat. I was, there was no pain whatsoever. So I was like, what's, like, how cruel is this? God of War Ragnarok is coming out. All I want to do is play video games and I can lie down, I can shit, I can eat, I can do everything a human needs you to can't do. Sit. But I, I can't sit in a fucking armchair. No, you, you know what you need? It, it, it's funny. So uh, in high school, I had a friend, Ilya, shout out to my man, Ilya. Um, Jamie, he was a, of a bodily disposition similar to yours. Let's put oh, it that way. Good, nice. And um, a man of culture. So, <laughs> so we used to play. We used to play rugby in high school, and he got tackled. Whatever it was, I can't really remember the details, but effectively he bruised his coccyx. Okay. Mm. And for about three months in high school, like, and and this must have been like I don't know, sec- second last year of high school. So you know, you you're ready to rip into people. Um, and for about three months, he had to sit on an inflatable donut uh, because he couldn't put any pressure on his coccyx. Nice. <laughs> and, and, and we ripped him mercilessly for every single of those, every day of those three months. But what I will say to you is maybe just invest in an inflatable donut and just sit on that because well, that's probably a weird do thing. Like, a world of good. You can see I'm sat in a chair now. Like if I position myself carefully, like I'm fine. Um, so maybe I haven't even bruised my coccyx, but it's just it was just weird that the impact was so heavy and that some of the bits of pain that I felt, say, last night were so intense that I actually thought I'd done something really bad. And I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, I didn't really do anything. But I guess it's just the way the body works. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, it sounds like Final Destination. It sounds like Final Destination to me. I think you're only at the start of uh, the, um, oh. you know, your journey of getting don't. stopped. Yeah. Please, I don't even want to tempt fate anymore. It's not funny. <laughs> but um, we are, of course, talking about God of War Ragnarok because it is coming out on the 9th. Um, not, so, um, as of recording, that's in three days' time. I could fucking um, taste it, fellas. I think we need to talk about some of these reviews that it's been getting. Because the review embargo yeah. was up yeah. on Thursday at about 4pm uh, local time for us. Uh, GMT. Um, currently, lads, currently... Uh, God of War Ragnarok is sitting at a 94 on Metacritic um, from the from the critic scorings, which puts it in second highest place this year um, for games, second only to, of course, Elden Ring. Um, it's safe to say it's been uh, extremely well received. It's doing extremely yeah. well. Would you mm-hmm. think that's fair? Yeah, it's yeah. 94 on Met- uh, Metacritic and 94 on OpenCritic for, uh, obviously, critic score because uh no one well some people have but no one should have be been playing that game from the general public yeah 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 no one should I, <laughs> some, some are, I think i think even influencers have kind of have kind of been in from the just from what i've gathered here and there i think uh in the cold a little bit on this one like i think they went hard on media and journalists and critics um, yeah and like the kind of the let's players have been uh, sort of waiting I think if you if you know your product and you know it's going to slap, 
Like there's no there's no need to go that influencer route. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, it's like it's not a let's play game. Yeah, it's not like it's got oh, show off how fun the multiplayer is, how much carnage they can have. It's like yeah. Also, you want to keep you want to keep the thing. You want to keep the surprises. The surprises, right? Yeah, which some outlets did a really good job at, and some didn't. Um, I think I, I've got a shout out to. I don't know if you guys actually watched in the end in its entirety, but um, Skill Up's review I thought was you know, the way he handled the fact you know not, not giving away spoilers and trying to be very mm-hmm. careful to not um, talk about things. And I think he even said at the beginning of the review, like he wanted to make sure everyone had the experience that he had going in without yeah. Sort of having anything. Yeah, like well, I really he, appreciate that. You know, he's fucking lucky, okay? Because when the when the previews came out, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll read a preview. First fucking preview I read, in the first fucking paragraph, there was something that I read that I did not want to read. And then I said, oh, I'm not yeah. going to do this. And then I got fooled again with the actual <laughs> reviews, supposed spoiler-free reviews. And again, in the first fucking paragraph, I read something that I didn't, I wouldn't have wanted to have known about. And since then, yeah. I said, you know what, fuck all of this media. I'm not going to look at any reviews. Because again, like I said, I said, I think I said this last week, I don't need to watch reviews to know what I'm expecting from this game. Uh, I'm more than happy to go read reviews after I play the game to kind of see where I align and where I disagree with people, et cetera. And, that, and that's all 100% fine. But I think that the way that the media has fucking handled this is absolutely fucking atrocious, honestly. Like, in, in the first fucking paragraph, fellas, in, in a spoiler-free I, I, review. And, and it's like... They're, they're, I don't know yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, what, the difficult thing is I don't know what you're referring to, and I don't want to know what you're referring to. Well, exactly. So, yeah, I don't want to tell not, anyone. It's not. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think atrocious is fair. Like, I, I think that there. Are, I think what what diff, the other the thing that I'm struggling to come to terms with is that Sony were very um, open about the fact that there was a preview embargo from whatever it was a week and a bit ago that where the first five hours of that game. Were, yeah. were made fair game for everyone. Like Sony, who have had a very structured embargoes when it comes to the game itself, thought everything in that first five hours were fair game. There are things that we now know that in the case of both you and I, Chris, I don't know how you feel, Jonesy, like were, were included in those first five hours that I didn't want to know. Like even just hearing about them happening meant, well, that's something I now know happens five hours in as opposed to 25 hours in and that's information I didn't want and so on and so forth. I had that through a tweet. For example, um, and I don't, but I don't think atrocious is fair when these things do kind of end up being minefields. And also, I'm not trying to give them too much of the benefit of the doubt yet, but we don't know how big a deal it is. We think everything's yeah, the biggest yeah, sure, deal sure. because of how it feels to know nothing. But like I remember, I watched the MinMax podcast, and Jacob Geller was the, uh, who was on there, and he'd finished the game, and he said. He made an observation, not talk, even talking about spoilers, just summarizing his thoughts on the game, said one of the things about this game that surprised him was so much happens in the story that he found himself forgetting things that had happened and every now and then would have like, oh, yeah, that happens. And <laughs> oh, yeah, that happens moments. And he meant that in a positive way. Yeah, but, uh, right. there, was a, there was a kind of part of me that realized like, oh, yeah, every single thing that I read where I go, oh, no, I don't want to read that, could be like, that could be one every half an hour for fifty yeah, hours. For all it could I be think. like a footnote, but yeah, but still, I think like uh, I still think it's very, very poor form, regardless of how big or non-big you feel it is, because sure, they are okay. they are story beats, regardless of what they are. Um, and in in the instance of one thing that I did you say the outlet? That, I, I, I did you okay. I, 
don't know if I should or if I remember even, <laughs> to be honest. Um, Fair enough. But like what, one, of the, one of the things is like, no, no, it's not that it happened in the first five hours. It's happened in the first hour. And I'm like, well, and, 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 I, and I know it's like, oh, yeah, but come on, Chris, like shit that happens in the first hour, like what, what difference does it make? But that makes every difference, though. Yeah, like, can, a, do, a, can, yeah it can do. Yeah, can do. A surprise I, is a surprise, right? Like, yeah, exactly. I, like, I think, think it imagine can do, if like, with um, imagine if Last of Us Part Two, they were like, ah, first hour's fair game. Uh, it, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly it, right. It's, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Do you know what I did as a bit of a, a like an experiment? I went back and watched the IGN review for the Last of Us Part Two because I was like, not that I expect this degree of shenanigans in God of War Ragnarok, but I was like, how does a, a critic talk about Last of Us Part Two for eight minutes? <laughs> and not acknowledge what happens in that game. And the interesting thing was, he doesn't talk about Abby. The, the, the only thing he says about the character of Abby is he says words to the effect of, I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the really impressive performance Laura Bailey gives in this game. That's the extent of how much <laughs> Abby so, And also, that's super interesting. The, the other thing that IGN did in their video review is when there were sequences in the game where the trailer showed one character model and the yeah. final cutscenes had another, they used the versions from the trailer, not the cutscene. So IGN, in the case of The Last of Us Part Two, upheld Naughty Dog's faux marketing to prevent spoilers. So it was this very interesting thing of like... Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't expect that... Well, much, I can tell you that, 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 that shit's that fucking out the window these days, boys. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it's funny because... Like if I if I if I I've I've done I've managed to steer clear of like <clears throat> any spoilers for God of War Ragnarok really, um, like completely I think. Uh, but it, for example, like I think if someone someone could have said that it was fair game in God of War 2018 to say uh, Kratos is chilling with his kid and then Boulder, one of the gods, sets upon him and they have this epic fight. But actually, and I'm pretty sure they did at the time, like in reviews and stuff. Yeah, I mean that's still like so, a story something like that. that. Or maybe was there a leak or something or gameplay? I can't. I don't remember. But like even stuff yeah. like that, like you don't need to mention the story beats. You can you can allude to things and you can show footage of things without giving away nearly anything. Like I, I wouldn't. I don't mind if they show some stuff that could be for spoilers. Yeah, if you like knew like you story. you could have Kratos fighting fighting Boulder and say, oh, this was a really epic fight, right? But yeah. it, it's the context of, let's say, if you didn't know who, who Boulder was or maybe you just kept on alluding to him as the stranger, even better. You know, you could say like, oh, there's this epic fight with the stranger and not mention where it comes in the story or what it means, etc. Like, there's, you know, everything's on a fucking spectrum these days from, from sexuality to story spoilers, right? Like, it's a spectrum and I get that. But I, I think the 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 fucking the whatever you call that the little meter is maybe going a little bit too weird in terms of the the spoiler spectrum for me i, I i'm very unimpressed to be honest right uh -oh. no fair enough it'll be interesting next week to see where we're all at um and see how we feel if we still feel the same way or whether we feel like actually they haven't you know it's not as bad as we yeah. thought i'm i'm kind of interested to see what the uh players think I, I'm, I'm pretty convinced it's going to be the same, like no different. But I will do find some of the stuff that I have heard in reviews for this, I, I found interesting because people have gone like, oh no, it's great. The game's fantastic. What an amazing game. Game of the year. Da, 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 da. Then there's some weird little comments that I've heard that I do wonder how the audience will perceive. Um, which just things like, 
Well, no, I don't even know if I want to say because if other if people out there are like steering yeah. clear and they're not trying to find out any, I'm not not that I know any spoilers giving anything away. But there are certain little comments that I picked up on in, in some reviews that I'm like that's interesting. I wonder how that feels in yeah. Game. But um, I, wonder look, if it actually... I, I, I think that's fair though because if you think on like God of War 2018, I think I think it it started off really strong, but I think as time has gone by, it's just kind of solidified its its like moment in the sun or however you want to say it or like put it through or put across but the fact of the matter is like in god of war 2018 there was that middle section where um uh atreus kind of like finds out he's a god and then goes on like a little bit of a tantrum that just felt like supremely rushed there were a few balancing issues with some of the difficulty spikes depending on what you try to do especially with those rifts you know it's like you wouldn't say necessarily that it was a perfect game. It did have some flaws. No, yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I kind of tend to agree with you, Josie. I, th- I think it would, I, I still think the overall reception will be positive and generous, but it would be interesting to kind of see where those cracks start to f- appear for certain people. Because I know there's, uh, yeah, there, and there are certain things that I <clears> kind of like, oh, I hope they, I hope they do something about that, but. When often they're things that I think I'm the only person that felt about the game anyway. So I'm like, well, they're not going to, that's not really going to be any different. It's just me yeah. felt it in the first place. Then uh, I think one of the things often that I did see kind of addressed and did get mentioned a bit in some of the reviews is like, I kind of thought the first game was very pretty and the world was gorgeous, but kind of felt a little sparse in some places. It kind of felt a little empty and a little dead. But some of the stuff I've seen for this makes it look like that's not the case. Um, yeah, yeah it looks a little more lived in and a little bit more um some of that stuff where you, it's like a there's more of you as a team as well knocking about which looks wicked yeah um, so i'm really excited to get into that and see how that feels rather than just you atreus and uh mamir it's like there's more people on your side in this, and there's more people backing you up okay yeah okay. No, you're, you're right because like i'm looking forward to this cause, experience because in 2018 it was like oh here's here's brock and sindri they come in for a scene and then they'd leave and it would just be, there will almost be like little footnotes to the story rather than like characters or chapters or whatever, you, mm. you know. Yeah. It yeah. And you sometimes be sort of going to areas to do things that you hadn't done to, you know, get more, uh, just to like get to the platinum on that game. And it'll be like, this game's kind of empty. There's mm. not that many enemies. There's not that. I'm walking through really lush places, but it's kind of not, not much going on. But, um, hey, that's, that's the problem when you keep replaying parts of a game again and again. <laughs> anyway we need to move on from uh god of War ragnarok we will of course be talking about it next week when it gets released and we've all had a little chance to play it maybe uh jamie's probably finished it and having to hold his eyes open with matchsticks um, <laughs> so we'll see uh, how Sunday. like maybe the story but probably not probably not the plat you know i can't well not the plat that's it that hey, insanity th- with if you finish uh, the story he did it with he 20, did it with 2018 i got the plat by sunday but this this is quite a lot longer though right the platinum uh, for this, we've already said, is quite. I, a lot I feel like the, the estimates have kind of been drawn back a little bit based on, like, a lot of the people I've heard. I think it's in the fifty region, not to, for the plat, not the seventy. Because we were saying seventy, yeah. No, I, yeah. I think it's in the fifty. Okay. Um, certainly, Mate, like be... the I've heard estimates that if you just want to do the story, it's like twenty-five. I have this feeling that by the time I manage to pick the game up, Jamie is like already finished the it's story just, it's just not possible like there's not enough hours in the day like it <laughs> no would... if i'm delayed getting it or whatever and i oh. haven't got it yet and i'm like oh i haven't got i'm not gonna get to play it to the weekend anyway 
So I'm like, I won't get it until Ooh. Friday. And then Jamie's there like, oh my God, I just okay. finished the story. Oh, so how, how long to beat do you have it? Uh, at 22 hours for main story, 28 hours main and sides, and 25 hours all styles. They haven't wow. had a thing for complete. Okay. Yeah, they haven't had a completionist, uh, any completionist um, people going in there. The, per- the, the person from, from the, I haven't taken up that much info this week, but the person I listened to that sound that claims to have come the closest to platinuming was in the they said in the 45 to 50 region okay and there was another person who had finished the game and done what they considered to be most of the main side quests and they were on like 37 that's not bad that's not bad that that's that's easier than a final fantasy 7 remake right i feel i think so yeah uh, unless you want to God, talk like so. I- a hundred percent on that because that was kind of yeah. a little bit. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very excited though. I'm very excited, Whew, fellas. I, can, you know, I can't wait. Mm. You know, you know. After this recording, did, did, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna buy it. I'm just gonna buy it. Did you, Chris? Did you watch Skill Up's video? No, I, I okay. like, I, I, and I understand. Like, it was a while ago when, when Jonesy had said, like, oh yeah, you know, like I really like how we handled it and it's spoiler free. But I'm just like, nah. Fair right. enough. You ended all right then. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Because he still shows footage for like the entirety of that review, so no. But look, no, but like I, that's I, fine, I, right? Like the only things that I've been watching are the developer released little vignettes that they've been releasing on on like on YouTube, and and like that's the extent of what I've been watching. Hmm. To be to be fair, the last thing we need to say, really, I think about God of War Ragnarok before we move on, is uh, how wrong I was with the, uh, my um, oh. guess that it would be delayed until February. Don't worry, mate. There's still time for it to be delayed. Until the game is uh, <laughs> yeah. playable, it's it's not playable. So, yeah. I mean, that is yeah. one thing that you can say though. Now that reviews have come out, is that it's like people can say what they just want to say about first party Sony releases, and they can dunk on <clears throat> their habit of remaking stuff and the fact that the Last of Us Part One exists, and so you can dunk on them all being big Ponzi prestige things all you want. But like the fact that that God of, the God of War Ragnarok is coming out. Looking as good as it does, still a cross-gen game. Like I'm not going to pretend God of War Ragnarok yeah, is going to be the yeah. best-looking game of all time. It's not, but it's a very good-looking game that has a 4K 30 mode, a like adaptive 4K 60 mode, and a 120 FPS mode. Um, and also, I can't remember who it was, which reviewer it was. It might, you know, it was, it was Skill Up who said that in his whatever it was, 35 hours, he had two extremely minor bugs that were both just yeah. like. Kratos brief, but briefly clipping a wall during an animation, and it's like I don't want to throw Gotham Knights under the wall, under the bridge, Jonesy. <laughs> but it's like, like what? Like because that's said just, that to me because you like that because you 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 spent seventy pounds on a white knight for that. Game. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I spent fifty five. I spent fifty five pounds. No, I'm, t- I'm t- uh, to play it to play just, an all right game. It was because skill up in his in his review even like without as many saying as many words teased towards he basically said like some other recent releases that i won't name i felt like he was very obviously talking about gotham knights when it comes to like hey bugs not not, not bugs he he did it during the performance part and it was oh, just right. like i just, oh, I just wanted to say performance. i just wanted oh, yeah, to say yeah, fair no, no, play totally. like because we were talking about you thinking it's going to be delayed until february mm. I, just, I just wanted to say fair right, play right. to santa monica for delivering a game that seems to be so polished and performs so well um there's yeah. A, yeah no that that doesn't there's a weird thing when you're like how they've managed to get 120 frames a second at an adaptive resolution admittedly out of like you say uh, you could say last gen game 
like it's a, it's a PS4 game. Well, it's it's a solid PS4 game. It's not a PS5 game. But the fact that Gotham Knights was supposed to be a PS4 PS5 game and then got bumped to PS5 next or to next gen only and struggles to do 30 yeah. yes, is yeah. like okay. Do, maybe you need to hire some different people for optimization because something's yeah. going on here. Maybe they should um, be from Santa Monica, California. Yeah. No, but you guys, you don't understand. Uh, no, it's you... the Xbox Series S that's holding them all back. <laughs> now, I've got. Well, I have to mention one bug because this does make me like Gotham. Gotham Knights is not a buggy game particularly, but there's a hilarious bug that I have every, like nearly every cutscene in the game, which is um, uh, what's his name, Red Hood, Jason, uh, is it Jason Todd? I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, but yeah, he has a hoodie on like loads of times in the Belvery and his and his his strings on his hoodie do this. <laughs> and as he's walking around, they're just out, like, sticking out. Like nipples. Like, like, like No, like literally that sticking out from his hoodie. They're just in a straight line as he turns around, they're just like point like this. Mate, can I tell you? I, I, why I've are stopped. they animate? Why are they was that an option? What, are they in a cutscene? Why do you have the option for the, the strings to come straight? It's kind of weird, man. But I, I don't know if you know this, but I've been getting rid of all of my cords on my hoodies. Because oh. they, uh, yeah, no, they annoy the, the shit out of me, mate. Like, I don't use them. I, or, never I, I don't use tie them. them or anything. And then they're just kind of like oh, I put the ends in my mouth. I, you know I, do, happens, yeah, I do, do that. I do that. But like, uh, it's more annoying. My kids grab me. Yeah. My kids just do this all the time. It's either that, or if yeah, I'm or- leaning over the bathtub to to like bathe my son, it goes in the water. I'm like, oh fuck! I'm with you. Oh, get that, get, yeah, get him off, Jonesy. Get him off. But look, look, we need to move on. So let's just say God of War Ragnarok is looking to be definitely worth its ticket price. Gotham Knights is more questionable whether or not it's worth <laughs> its ticket price. Something which is definitely raising a few eyebrows for its tickets price. T- its ticket price is the PSVR two which is going to be launching in uh, mm. February, February 22nd of 2023, for the princely sum, boys, of £529.99, £549.99, or €599.99. Euros, Listen, don't, of euros don't go well. into that, don't go into that psychological, well. yeah, don't go into psychological pricing here. It's €600. Euros. Don't be like €599.99. It's if, well, no, no, if I'm going to if I'm going to do that, I'm going to say it's 530 quid. It's 530 pounds. I mean, it's, fundamentally, it's, yes. That's yeah, but a, it, that is a, that is more than the PlayStation Five itself. Yeah, but this is the thing: it's not 500, 530 pounds, right? It's 530 pounds plus a PS Five, like you said. But you have got to pay for that PS Five, and PS Fives ain't cheap, especially if you didn't get one in the initial run, and now the price has gone up. I don't know. Yeah, man. the price yeah. is now 480, yeah. which means this is. I think what like one thousand and ten all in. Uh, I, mean, I mean, okay, Which like it's, it's hard to say because it's not like you buying the PlayStation Five just to only use VR too. Like, sure, yeah. sure, sure. But, but you wouldn't buy a man. PC to only to like plug in a VR headset. But that was yeah. also considered part <clears throat> of the kind of quote unquote yeah. cost of admission back in the yeah. day. But this is this is mad. Like. <sighs> I don't like it's I, weird because it's mad in the in the VR sense. It's not mad. Like we've seen much more expensive VR headsets, but with the, oh, the fucking um, Meta, Meta Quest Pro is like one and a half thousand pounds. Like this is the thing. Like some of them are in kind of insane, but with the first uh, PlayStation headset, it was actually in a really an affordable way to get into uh, VR gaming. They have blown that out of the water with this offering. It, it's something that can, yeah suddenly puts it into another realm of holy shit. I'm not buying. Um, or like, you know, I'm not buying that for my kid. My kid wants it for Christmas. They can shut up. I'm not going anywhere near that. 
you uh, so let's just in the box you don't just get the headset you also get the psvr2 sense controllers and you get stereo headphones does nothing to alleviate um feeling yeah but it's worth noting that the psvr didn't ship with the move controllers or the playstation camera um so it is nice at least now that they are packaging all the kind of prerequisite parts to the full vr experience together imagine they didn't well imagine they didn't didn't and you had to pay extra that would be getting into daylight robbery territory but like yeah i'm kind of i'm caught on this on this one because my first reaction was very much like oh my god that's expensive oh my god that's more than the console oh my god as someone who was on the fence i am now very much off the fence in the direction of i am not buying this and then the more i broke it down it was like okay like those vr2 sense controllers look pretty snazzy like that stereo headset on its own like is is worth a little bit of money the heads the the vr headset is as as we discussed you know during the week is a pretty snazzy headset you know it's it's yeah, very it's got competitive good specs, in the vr very market good at the moment very yeah. good specs yeah you know it's it's it, it, it like it's it's about as good as you could hope for for a home console vr experience um that's just quite a lot of money and I guess it's just one of those weird things. It's like, yeah, it's just a bit. But, but it's a the, lot of money. The, other, the other fucking elephant in the room is like the PSVR games that they're kind of touting out with the with the announcement of this. Like, I wouldn't say, wouldn't say any of them kind of like make me think, oh my god, I need to pop on that fucking VR headset. Totally. Like, what did like, they they revealed like the first eleven of them or something, right? And like. Half of them, it's it's that classic thing. And Josie, like this will be uh, like something you're intimately familiar with. But half of them still just felt like glorified shooting galleries or like weird on rails experiences. It's like, how do we not like how have Sony not pumped like written the check that gets Half Life Alex on this thing? Like, what's like what? Why are you not using this to have as many experiences as you as you can, akin to the Horizon game you're building that are gonna like try and push the boundaries for VR on a home console? Why are we getting games where I want to say I might have to fact check this, but more than half of the games that are coming to PSVR day and date are already at the time of recording on the Quest or Quest Two. Yeah, and it's I think the problem here as well is you've got to the thing that's got to worry you is if you were sort of saying, oh hold on, there's this amazing headset coming out, which means that all these companies are suddenly going to go, hey VR is the future, we're going to get into VR. It's just not the case. This isn't the headset to push the push the format, push the genre. Um, so realistically, you need to look around at what's available on VR now and say, that that's the best I'm going to get if that, because you're not even going, you're not even a top-end hands, headset, you're like the best you're going to get on console. So yeah, the idea that you're going to suddenly in a year's time, there's going to be all these incredible VR games, I think it's really unlikely. Like it hasn't done enough in that. It, yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I'm going to say, I will not be surprised at all if it, if it actually was the fact that the um uh, the scarcity of a lot of the components that you need these days for like electronics and things and inflation has done an absolute number on this and it's meant that they know they're going to have a limited amount they've, they've already talked about this being an initial release phase mm, yeah. i wouldn't be surprised at all if the the point is look guys there's no point in us selling this for 350 quid because we're not going to get anywhere near as many units as we thought we would get yeah playstation 5 you know still had trot problems with um supply so we might as well sell it a fifth of the amount of units we thought we were going to sell and tag 200 quid more on because inflation is also fucked. Like, yeah. I mean, you, you look at the, you look at the, 
best, most affordable VR headset at the moment, the Quest uh, 2. Mm. And that's just gone up in price, you know? Yeah. yeah. Granted, you could use it standalone, which is what it's got going for it over this. And, and <clears throat> as someone who's used a Quest 2, like that being completely wireless is like it, it's it it is weirdly liberating compared to yeah. knowing you have a wire like trailing down your back. It's the future um, of VR. That is the future of VR. Yeah. Wireless. I mean, absolutely. I thought the quest yeah. was was really cool. Yeah, but the, well. this is just mental. I, like uh, this almost makes me think like it's like it's DOA to be honest. Um, but but it's it's hard, right? Because the the other thing, the other elephant in the room is with VR enthusiasts, they will buy it. Uh, if if anything that has been seen by what Valve have been doing, um, what my uh, what um, Facebook have been doing, there is a market for stupidly priced VR headsets. But this that's what's weird about this though. Do you think for even for VR enthusiasts, this is relatively middle of the road? Do you think? Do you think that would get them to buy it? I I don't know if it would. You guys are forgetting about the specs of this. The specs of this are actually like mightily impressive even at this price point like to be fair it it, it is like the the resolution of those no, screens, it is. the haptic feedback the um the fucking i forget the name now uh foveated views etc yeah eye tracking stuff yeah do you know what i mean like it's got the tech and it's like if you had to take the quality of this headset and put it against the quality of the quest 2 you'd be like yes this is far and above the better headset and, and it is. And if you compare the price of like, like how much is the question now? Let's have a look quickly. Uh, I was just checking. It's 400 two. quid. Okay. So for another... So, you, so this is the thing. It can't, it can't even be in the same... Personally, I don't think it can be in the same bracket as the Quest 2 um, for quality. It needs to be... For, to being so much more expensive, it needs to be further down that line. It needs to be closer to like the, you know, 1,200 pound headsets that you're going to get for PC. For it to make it worthwhile... But I just don't well, think it's but, so. So this is the hard thing. So specs wise, it's more imp- it's better spec and better performance than what you get in the Quest Two. However, yes. the versatility and the use cases of the Quest Two compared to the PSVR Two, like it's it, it's incredibly diverse. But that's but that's what I'm kind of saying. Like even the fact that you're talking about the Quest Two, it kind yeah. of suggests to me that it's in trouble. You you need yeah. to be talking about the um, yeah it is uh, in trouble. It, it's, what, what's it called? The Chris just, Chris called it dead on dead on arrival. No, he didn't. No, I know, no, I know. I was trying to think what are the names of the, the new HTC one. Oh, the index. And oh, the, the index. Um, what's the other? I can't even remember the fucking the HTC Vive. Is it, have, have the Vive got like a new version? Which yeah, they got like Five Pro or Five Odyssey or some shit like Galaxy Prometheus Chism. Oh, it's just yeah. the HTC Vive Pro. HTC Vive Pro Two is like seven hundred and eighty quid, right? Or no, nearly a thousand. There's, there's also there's also a Quest Pro, right? For but it's like for for like businesses and or something like that. Yeah, so the, the one that's, that's, that's fifteen hundred. Yeah, it's fifteen hundred. But that's that like the tech and that is absolutely insane. But again, it's like who is this for? Because because their their whole thing is it's an enterprise yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So in other words, like yeah, you get. I believe like Accenture have signed on uh, with like made a deal with Meta to supply them with that so that they can have all mm. these virtual meetings and and blah blah blah. But like, but you look you look at the the software offering of what Facebook or Meta are offering and it's so fucking laughable. It's ridiculous. Like, 
that, fell yeah. in, I don't know if you remember, like when, when all this VR stuff was coming out and it was like um, the first Oculus pre-Facebook buyout, it was like, oh man, this is amazing. Um, you know, this is the future. And there was like very real hype around all the possibilities, whatever. Then we got mm. into the actual units themselves and the experiences were good, but they never used to hold your attention. The barrier to entry was way too high, whether it was monetary or setup time. And it's just kind of like, in terms of that, it's stagnated. And what people are mm. trying to innovate on just isn't interesting people whatsoever. So it's no wonder that Meta had 70% of their fucking share price knocked off in the past like couple of months. Like, no one wants the future of VR the way that these tech companies think that the future of VR needs to go. You know, yeah. which we, and, they, and-, and then they're not going to do it because they, they don't, understand it and as us as consumers we don't necessarily know what we want from it either yeah i see i think i kind of think the opposite i think we know what we want and it's just taking such a long time and such oh exactly yeah we we know what we want but it's not feasible right yeah yeah Yeah. that's true yeah yeah i I think if you simplify it down and like get away from the metaverse and step back towards gaming i think what we want is actually quite feasible but it's like i think there's still a reluctance from developers outside of what is sony i guess and valve to to really on. jump in with both feet first you know um and like that that's what my concern about this is like i remember when the psvr was in the mix of the oculus rift and the htc vive and that sort of initial arms race was beginning there was some really positive noise about the psvr too because it was like it, it, selling in the millions of units and everyone was like oh this is good for vr and like the weird asterisks against the playstation vr is that for as good as it was for a VR headset in terms of sales, um, the attach rate of the PSVR for the PS4 was only ever in the single digits um, yeah. in terms of percentages. And like, I don't see how launching an even more expensive, albeit even more advanced uh, VR headset to fundamentally an extremely similar audience um, supported by such a weak, at least out the gate, software lineup changes that. I still think you're looking... About at a single digit number of people who want to get on board with this, and I, I wanted to fact check what I said earlier about the availability of the those games on other platforms, and it was worse than I thought. Um, <laughs> if you ignore Horizon, uh, Sony yeah. has announced eleven games set to arrive uh, on PSVR two inside the first year. Of those eleven games confirmed to arrive inside the first year, nine of them are already on other platforms, and the two yeah. that aren't is, um. It would be London Trimble, Studios uh, one. That's that's not uh wasn't it London That's not Studios? here at the moment. They might be working but, on something, but it's not it's not listed on this. Let me double check. That uh, is I mean that that's that's dying. Yeah, it's not that's list. that's not that's not a good state of affairs at all. I personally I would think I, I think Sony maybe should have sat this one out. I think they maybe should have just sat on uh VR for a little while longer and waited until there was a paradigm shift. And there was a new, do you know what I mean? There was a next level thing. I mean, I don't know when that will be. I've got no idea, but. Do, do you think, like, I, I don't think they should have <clears throat> sat it out at all. I, I kind of tend to disagree with that. But do you think that the, you mentioned the supply issues, but maybe it's a case of not, maybe there is supply issues in terms of the components of this stuff, but maybe it's also this, the, the supply issues and the traction of PS5 that has been lower than they were expecting. And that the pricing of this is almost like to counteract some of that. So maybe when they 
laid out their roadmap. They're like, right, PS5 will come out and it'll sell fine and we will not have any supply issues and people will just get it when they get it. And then we'll release this at this price point. But then it didn't work out that way. So they had to reevaluate and say, actually, you know what? Fuck it. We've got to go more expensive. Oh, look, Quest 2 just became more expensive just to kind of like counteract any, any of these issues. Yeah, no, you mean you're pro- you've got to be right, right? So they've, they've got to be people crunching numbers and working out what the price point they need to launch and the production cost and all of that sort of stuff. But yeah, absolutely, 100%. This isn't going to be something which was like just someone came up with and wrote on a whiteboard in a meeting and then they went with. <laughs> um, and it, it, make, it does make you wonder, like behind the scenes, what was going on that pushed it. But um, yeah. I'm going to speed us along because I, before we finish up this podcast, I have one more thing that I would like to mm. ask you guys and get your opinions on because it was... Um, uh, I found it a little fun thing that I read in the week. I would just uh, briefly on the VR front, just say the PSVR 2 uh, pre-orders are coming 15th of November, um, just in case anyone has got just like 600 quid they want to burn. <laughs> and, uh, they want to pre-order that. Um, but no, uh, so let's move on. So Lionsgate, uh, the guys behind the John Wick movies, of which I'm sure most people out there probably know what they are. Um, a trilogy of movies starring Keanu Reeves as a gun-toting hitman who, who does come back. He comes back three times at least. He um, thinks he's but back. he might come back. He thinks he's back. He might come back a fourth time, but this time in <laughs> no, video games. He's definitely coming back a fourth time, even in films. Yeah. It's in like, okay. it's in like another four time. time. I should have said <laughs> another time. He's coming back another time uh, in games. Because um, CEO of Lionsgate, uh, John Feltheimer, on a call with some execs, said that he sees in the future of John Wick a triple A game um, coming into the fold. Uh, and they've actually already apparently been fielding proposals to have that game made. Um, let's mm. put aside John Wick Hex, which was not AAA, that already sure. exists. Yeah. Um, and my question for both of you is, if you could get one developer or one studio to, um, to make this game the way that you would like to see it, who would you Oh. Shall I tell you my two that I thought of in the week? Yeah, I mean, okay. go for it. Go I for might it, yeah. ruin it for you though. This is the only thing. I've got I've got a couple of things that come to mind, but go for I, it. I've got I've got one that's okay. immediate to my mind, but yeah, let's let's hear it. I said kind of obvious, um, my two, but I'm gonna go Rockstar yeah. as one of them. Um, because of course they developed Max Payne 3. So they already have I mean, um, yeah. that Max Payne pedigree, that that gun use slow-mo, all of that sort of stuff. Part part, part of Max Payne three is almost already like John Wick, so I totally <laughs> yeah. get that. Yeah, yeah. Um and then on top of that, you've obviously got the fact of their pedigree of world building, of everything else involved in that. And John Wick it kind of goes into this big open world crazy shit that you sort of get in Grand Theft Auto Five these days anyway. So I feel like kind of in their wheelhouse, they'll smash that out of the park. The other one I thought might be interesting would be Rocksteady. Because if you think about a lot of the Arkham games and what they've done in the past, I can imagine some of that combat, some of the way that you have that free flow combat system, if they can transmog stuff, yeah, into a gun carter style thing. Gun carter. (laughs) Now you've sold me. I mean, yeah. I could kind of see I just want an equilibrium game now. (laughs) That would be cool, right? Made by Rocksteady. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so those are my two that came to my mind. What are you guys thinking? Not bad. Okay. Um, do, do you want to go, Jamie? I, I've got yeah, two. Sure. Uh, I, I think uh, it's interesting hearing the, hearing the gun Carter thing because I can totally imagine that. Like, because it almost reminds me of you know how 
um, in the Avengers game with Iron Man, and I'd imagine a little bit with Red Hood in Gotham Knights, some people are already experimenting with that. What would uh, Arkham Combat feel like if someone was shooting people instead of punching people? I'd love to see that taken to the nth degree. The things that came to yeah. mind, one of the first things that came to mind is a bummer because uh, they don't exist to make it anymore, and that was visceral just because of the... Um, I don't know, I think if you kind of... Comb- mm. Do you know what? I'm going to leave that one there and let people dwell on that. Uh, uh, I had a simple I, I think, I, think I, need more, I think I need more explanation on that one, to be honest. Well, f- first of all, it was because I was thinking, okay, like cinematic third-person shooters that I like, and then I remembered uh, the Army of Two series, and I was thinking about Visceral, and I was like, well, but then that kind of petered out, and what else could you mix with it? And I was thinking, could you mix some of the Army of Two pedigree with the Dead Space pedigree? But then the Dead Space pedigree kind of lends itself towards slow-paced uh, dismemberment and horror. Yeah, um, yeah. And I was like, is that... But basically, don't worry about it. The actual <laughs> answers are... One of them was similar, I guess, in so much as I started with Max Payne, but rather than going back to Rockstar, I went back to Remedy. Um, yes, that was, yeah. that was one of mine, Remedy. Yeah. I'm there with you. One, like, yeah, I think um, so. Makes total sense. It's probably you, the one that makes the most sense. And do you want to know like the, the, the least safe answer that came to mind? Yeah. Like if you yeah, wanted to make the most batshit crazy um, uh, a John Wick game you could possibly make, you give it to Platinum. Actually, oh yeah, but I think you're, you're playing with fire at, at like the current level of Platinum. You, you 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 give it to good. You give it to Bayonetta three Platinum. Oh, that yeah, it's weird though because you kind of feel like yeah, it's going to be a certain way, and I don't know if people will like it. Or like, kind of or just go, or like, I like the idea of infusing. Even if you went to Capcom and got like the the DMC five team to make yeah. John Wick, like the idea of infusing like the manic West Eastern character action um, yeah. style, like the juggling, to, to, juggling people yeah. with the guns and like, like yeah, but something, that, something that was it. knowing, like a John Wick but hive is, dream. Is like, that maybe too too arcadey though? If you want to go yeah, down that route, yeah. if if you want to go down that, so I've got I've got a few. So I completely my first thought was Remedy. Um, but as we've been talking, yeah. I've, I've, and then I had another idea and then I've added another two since talking. Um, but okay. if we're going on your slant there, Jamie, on what you were saying there, what about giving it to Suda, Grasshopper manufacturer? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Another great shout for the, yeah. You know, no Some more heroes, things. but like a little bit better <laughs> than three, at least. Um, my, one of my alternate original one, other than Remedy, Respawn. Mm, like a first person John Wick game. Potentially, cool. gunplay. I don't know yeah. how they do that well with the with the melee stuff, but like gunplay, they've got down. Sure, right. But then, how about this? This this is my this is my left field one. So you took it kind of like to the the kind of um, eastern developers. Okay, I'm going to take it right back to the west. What about Insomniac Games? I mean, they can't really do anything badly. To be fair, yeah, like they they'd make a very good John Wick game. Like it would be extremely polished. It would be beautiful. It would play <laughs> really fucking well. Like. <laughs> and, and another one like uh and they they, they someone's already jumped the gun on this by saying uh by picking out another franchise it works just as well for in the form of james bond bio interactive just getting uh, them yeah. to do their hitman stick with a bit more flair for uh. violence um like it yeah. can start the, the levels could start the same a sophisticated suave <laughs> man in a suit walks into a building they just play out slightly differently <laughs> If if you don't That's go a, if you if you don't go the triple A route, give it to slow clap, seafood because that was oh, kind of like bro, come on, that, was, cool. that would be so good. That yeah, so good. That's the, the problem I think with that is you're going, then you're getting more towards like 
yeah, John Wick Hex, you know, that sort of more. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, if you take it away from AAA. But this is the thing, fellas. Maybe the best fit for for John Wick isn't indie, but it's not AAA either. You know, it it is that kind of like, I mean, I know Slow Clap is like technically indie, but they do kind of feel like that little bit of a middle ground. I, you know, like maybe that's where it is. Like bring back the B game. You do, yeah. There is, there's almost a, tr- a trouble with the AAA thing, in that you have to then you have to be seen to be telling a proper story and making a proper game, and sometimes, you know, they don't. It doesn't lend itself to that. Certain, yeah. Certain th- stories, think about the fucking movies, first whatever, John Wick film. Oh, uh, my wife died. She left me a dog. They killed my dog. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck them all up. It uh, does uh, feel much more indie, doesn't it, than uh, a AAA? Yeah. yeah, it is. That is that is that is true. Yeah. I'm, I'm 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 tempted with the whole like hitman angle or like the, the hitman's a great shot like actually like, yeah which is like would make yeah. the most sense but funny enough I never thought of it that way no uh, that no that is yeah but then but then my issue with that is the slow pace of it which is why I like the idea of someone like Rocksteady because they have the although they're not t- you know not talking shooting games as much I like the idea of like combat <laughs> but mm. at a distance but it can still kind of be the same but at a distance. Yeah, fair on enough. Distance. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, last thing I'll say about that is I would play the shit out of any John Wick game, uh, except for Hex, as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, and no, hey, we'll have to keep posting and see what uh, keep everyone posted and, and see what happens. See if they announce anything. See if they do um, accept any of those proposals. But unfortunately, fellas, that's the end of another uh, Super Show podcast. Oh, thank oh, you so oh. much for joining me this week. Yeah, oh, thanks thank for you for hosting, Josie. Absolute legend. Not a problem. Thank you to the audience for joining us. Thank you um, to our Patreons um, and to everyone else. If you just watch this on YouTube, if you watch this on podcasting platforms, hey, why not drop a review? Why not put a comment down below? Why not tweet us? DM us. Do one of those cool things. Yeah, stay collected. Um, we are, as I said earlier, on paisyradio.com Thursdays at 10 p.m. repeated on Mondays at 10 p.m. Um, but there's not much more for me to say except thank you so much, everybody, for watching, for listening, however you've enjoyed this once again. And hopefully we will see you next week. See ya. Right. See ya. Happy Ragnarok week. <laughs>